You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is all collaborative. You hear this all the time. Theater is all about collaboration, right? Right, right. You have to know, even if you don't know how to design lights, you should know about it, right? Mm-hmm. You should know what the designer is doing. You should know what the wardrobe supervisor is doing. You should know about the company management and general management teams. So I have tried to take a bit of everything that I've been exposed to or touched, um, and I have learned that that is added value. Welcome to the Black Business of Broadway, a podcast brought to you by the Broadway League and Black to Broadway. Here, we highlight the stories, how-tos, and successes of the Black professionals and legends of Broadway. I'm your host, Janine Scott. Today's guest is Tammy Ward, a theater operations director for the Schubert Organization with over 30 years of experience in arts administration and management. Prior to joining the Schubert Organization, she held senior management positions at Dallas Children's Theater, the Kennedy Center, and the Long Center in Austin. Among Tammy's touring and Broadway management team credits are Spider-Man, Turn Off the Dark, Priscilla Queen of the Desert, Bring It On, the musical, and Beautiful, the Carol King Musical. In addition to her membership in the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers, Tammy serves on the Broadway League's Board of Governors and as co-chair of the EDI Committee for the League. She's also a founding member of the Schubert Organization's Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Committee for Institutional Advancement. Welcome, Tammy. Hello. Hello. I am so glad to be sitting and chatting with you. You know, I always love chatting with you, Janine. Oh, thank you. I love it, too. I love it, too. <laughs> so, Tammy, we're going to we're going to go back. We usually like to ask our guests to kind of reflect on what their first Broadway show was or what inspired them to to take on this career in the arts. So Ooh. Ooh. what inspired you? Listen, my very first Broadway show, I had already been acting in college and and such. And my first Broadway show was a touring production of Lena Horne's A Lady and Her Music at Dallas Summer Musicals, which is a 
giant, giant, if you know um, mm-hmm. the music hall at Fair Park, it's about 4,000 seats or something. And a friend of mine, um, her dad was one of the producers there for Dallas Summer Musicals at the time. And he got me center orchestra just a few rows back I was so close, she could spit on me. And I was mesmerized by her grace, her beauty, not to mention, of course, all the talent and the dancing, mm-hmm. and the costume changes, and the fact that she just held the audience right in the palm of her hands. And I thought, I want to be like that. I want to be, she looks like me. I want to be an actor like that. That's what I want to do. And listen, I tried. I tried in my <laughs> acting career. I wanted to be Lena Horn. I wanted to have that kind of class. But I later figured out my skill set lie elsewhere in the oh. stage. But, but that was such a, a momentous like it's a huge memory for me. I think I watched several numbers with her mouth just hanging open. It was beautiful. Wow. Well, you do have class like that. So you may not be on stage, but you Thank certainly you. have class. Let me tell you. Thank you. <laughs> so that was that's kind of what like started this love of the arts, right? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I did. Okay. I'm gonna go back and admit that. In fourth grade, I was in Oliver. I was one of the orphan kids in Oliver. Can you imagine? I mean, it's all little black school, little black kids playing Oliver. And we had really passionate music teachers, right, Uh in fourth grade. So we did little parts of that. And I I fell in love with, you know, people are applauding and liking Mm -hmm. me being on stage. And that was sort of where the bug was, if you will, right? And then, of course, I... um, did some acting in college and got my equity card, et cetera, et cetera. So, but there's some more information I'm sure right. we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, but, well, but you, so you study theater arts administration at St. Edwards University, well, right? I, I, I did. That's where I got my degree. So a strange backstory is because I was acting and I was doing pretty well as an, as an actor in my young 20s, did some <laughs> in, industrial um, productions, a couple of commercials, and I thought, I am doing just fine. But I'd gone to University of North Texas specifically for acting. But then I was curious about um, when I was in a show uh, at Theater 3 in one of the first regional productions of Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, the show was so successful, it moved a few times, it extended, we did a small tour. When we were doing the tour, I was very curious about how that was put together it's like well who's how are the costumes getting to all these cities and like who's setting up mm-hmm. where are we going to sleep etc cetera, etc cetera. so i was really interested in in that aspect got me curious and that is sort of what started to turn my head toward uh, administration and arts management um so it was it was around that time that I uh, met at some folks at Dallas Children's Theater. They had a small educational program that they were touring around uh-huh. um, Dallas. And listen, I got to use my skill set, logistics and people mm-hmm. management and so forth, and uh, help build a, a national touring program with Dallas Children's Theater. We went from touring from library to library with small educational programs to a nationally recognized 
touring company. And I think they're still one of the most recognized and uh, um, well-known um, children's theater companies. Wow. Look at you. Yeah. Trailblazing. Yeah. Trailblazing. <laughs> it, was a, but, it was a good time. That's interesting because, you know, the whole the whole reason, you know, this podcast kind of got started was, well, one of the reasons this podcast got started was because I felt like as a former, as a performer dancer, I used to be a dancer, I felt like those of us on stage don't always know the business side. Exactly. And exactly. some of the business folk don't necessarily know the stage. Exactly. And I thought this was a wonderful way to kind of marry the two. That's exactly, that's really how um, I've been able to move through this career is that um, I've been on all sides of the contract. You know, right. I did some touring with some national touring companies, at, uh, part of the company management team. Um, then I was in general management. I was an associate general management for uh, a, a major tour, well, Carol King uh, right. musical, yeah. beautiful Carol King musical. Um, and I, so I've been on all sides of the contract, if you will, meaning I was the actor. I have been with my work at the Kennedy Center and the Long Center. I was also a presenter. Um, I am. I did a, a stint doing some tour booking administration, and so I was creating contracts and drafting contracts and negotiating uh, with road presenters. And you know, so having that, like all sides of it, I you know I know and have been exposed to mm -hmm. so much more than if I had just said I wanted to be an actor. Right. Right. So um, you've hit like so many different positions and and you've been in, in many management capacities. What's kind of what's the one lesson that you've like taken away with you as you've navigated this career? Ooh, it is all collaborative. You hear this all the time. Theater is all about collaboration. Right. 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 You have to know, even if you don't know how to design lights, you should know about it. Right? Mm -hmm. You should know what the designer is doing. You should know what the wardrobe supervisor is doing. You should know about the company management and general management teams. So I have tried to take a bit of everything that I've been exposed to or touched, um, and I have learned that that is added value. Mm -hmm. Also, while you're meeting people and you can connect to them on the level. If you know a little bit about what they're doing and their right. job and what the, their responsibility is to this piece, uh, getting to know those people and talking to them with that in mind, I think helps provide value to the what you're doing, what they're doing, and the piece overall. It is very, very important to know what everything, who everybody is, what everybody's do, doing, you know, mm -hmm. not in depth, but certainly to a level where you can understand how all the pieces fit in exactly. the pie. Right. Exactly. So can you break down what a theater operations director is? So, you know, a day in the <laughs> life of Tammy. Well, listen, no two days are the same. I have to tell you that. I mean, um, the Schubert organization owns 17 um, 
Broadway houses. We own six off Broadway and certainly um, the forest in Philadelphia. But uh, we essentially what theater operations does is we're we're sort of we serve two guests in our theaters, the actual producers who are our clients and the patrons who come to see our show. And our job is to make sure that both are well taken care of, if you will, both get their money's worth and mm -hmm. both have a great experience. So um, we administer the day-to-day -day functions related to integrating them into our houses. We coordinate information between the show and Schubert ticketing, um, any of uh, facilities when they're loading in, um, we deal with patron issues. We, a big thing right now is a couple of our shows have some sightline issues that were mm. that were surprised to, to everyone. And so we're dealing with the shows and working out how patrons um, can either feel more comfortable or how what they're ex help making their experience better so that's been kind of a challenge today also this morning the uh, mayor gave the key to the city to Aunt lord andrew lloyd weber and theater operations had to just assist with security and all their teams and that they have everything they needed to make sure that that event went off without a hitch um, we work with you know, there's 17 Broadway unions. Uh, mm -hmm. Our department manages uh, ADPAM, which is the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers, Local 306, which is the ushers, uh, Local 751, which is the treasurer's box office staff, and uh, Local 1, the stagehands. So a, a typical day, I mean, it could be reviewing customer service standards with the front of house staff or, um, looking at notifying everyone of a a show has been canceled we have to get that mm -hmm. information to out to all of our not just our operational teams but to the patrons themselves right, right. um we any pro, pro um, pre-show activities that are happening right. we have to approve those like uh, a few years ago a christmas carol uh, at the lyceum had they they threw oranges around in the pre-show activities and and they did lots of different fun things right, if you right. saw the show and we had to work with them it's like you can't really toss this high this is it <laughs> because you're going to hit somebody in the head you know it's just working right, with the yeah. show to make sure all of the elements that the producer wants to happen happens the way uh, they want uh, right. in a safe way and then also protecting um, and providing safety and comfort to our patrons that come to the theater so it's a variety of things wow a variety of things can you talk about as a theater operations director at Schubert but just in general the senior management positions that you've held what has that been like, especially being a woman of color in the theater industry at a time where we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really making theater more accessible? You talk about serving two patrons. So looking at the producer side, but also looking at the, the patron side of those who are coming in. How has how has it been navigating you know this world as a woman of color as a black woman? I tell you, it, 
the first word that comes to mind has been rocky, mm-hmm. right? It has been a rocky journey as like you probably and many other mm-hmm. women of color in this industry, we're often the only ones in the room. Yes. Right. And for a long, long time, we didn't know how to connect with with others to sort of talk about other others of us to mm-hmm. talk about um, issues and to work through problems and just to, right. to to have someone else who knows what your struggle is. Um, I, I have to say that there was a, I just want to give you an example. There was an instance on the road um, where there had been a kind of complicated exchange with the presenter over email. And when we loaded in the theater, got into the theater, um, this presenter came downstairs, you know, because usually our ba- our offices are in the basements of the theaters, right? Yes. Came downstairs and immediately looked in and said, when the company manager comes back, would you please let them know I need to talk with them? Without introducing themselves, really, without asking me if I was the company manager, they assumed I was not the company manager, right? Mind you, I'm the only one in the room. It's an office. It's one table, one desk. Had I been able to connect with other women of color on the road, (laughs) you know, just to talk about how that felt, um, boy, that would have been you know yes it's and another another instance I just want to share because it's you know it's been good it's been rocky um there when I was working on contracts for touring shows um at one of the spring road conferences someone I had had phone conversations with and email exchanges happy pleasant very nice presenter um they came up to a group of us standing and talking, and my boss at the time was standing there, and she introduced me. This is Tammy. Wanted you to mm-hmm. meet her. And there was a beat, beat, beat. Oh, you never, I would never have guessed you were black. Oh, oh Tammy, no, don't so, say it. Oh, ain't my so. goodness. So nice to meet. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. Oh. It is so nice to meet you. She went on like that. And I let her go on like that because I didn't want to say what I really wanted to say. And had I had an outlet, had I known how to reach to Mm -hmm. others of us to Mm -hmm. say, how do I, you know, how do I get out of this? Because I'm going to see them for the next two days at the Spring Road Conference. So what am I going to do? How am I going to respond? But, um, since the racial um, the racial reckoning mm-hmm. after George Floyd, I made a conscious effort to try and reach out. Now that we were coming out of the woodwork, right? It's like I'm here too. I've always been the only one in the room. I, I you know, right? Like, how did I know? I did not have access to you, you know, because right. we all work in silos in mm-hmm. certain instances, and we're always the only one. But now that we've been able to see each other as it were, I've been able to form 
my own little group actually it has a nickname it's core four plus one um shout out to core four plus one of people who are in the industry that i know and trust and we can all talk about all things um social also business right right? right. and to to talk about what it like what it is what is it like being in the room how do we take off our masks and be our real selves uh, without some of the the trauma that comes with that, without the right. the craziness that comes with that, so um, that that's sort of been. I'm I'm at a place now. I think now having spent time in the league and people seeing me, the other you know the big question sometimes is where were you before? They want to know like did you just pop up on the scene or how did mm-hmm. you get here right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then I I am happily ready to spill my entire resume so they you know go oh okay yeah you belong but the thing is though and this is my biggest issue is i don't hear i don't hear a lot of other people having to justify exactly exactly and that it it just it it hurts it does hurts and i don't think that people realize how hurtful that one thing is it it and that's you know you want to be an ally it's all the things what people say it's true you have to learn how to be a better ally you don't say that I know you want to get to know me but that's not the question to ask well where were you before this no ask me how am I enjoying my my time at Schubert get to know me as a person right and know right. that I'm not in this position by accident or by... Or because of the color of your skin. Or because of the color of my skin. I mean, I love the fact that um, when I was hired, they said the, the, the color of your skin was a bonus. Yeah. I was very... I was like, okay, Schubert, okay. Theater VP of theater operations, Mark Schweppe, Okay. I appreciate right. that. It was just a, it was a bonus. But they said they were looking for someone with my skill set where I had done all the work in the different areas of the theater and I touched the contract in different areas of the theater and I could speak uh, with a producer's mind, can speak with um, the the creative side, mm-hmm, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I hope that we're all coming around, but clearly there's more work to do and I'm finding ways to finding others of us mm-hmm. to bring into my circle and to reach out to. And, you know, I'm always trying to find ways to put a whole bunch of black women in a room together in this business, because, you know, there, there are those clubs out there, those organizations that are out there, women of color, I believe, mm-hmm. but I think they're geared toward actors. They're geared mm-hmm. toward the creative yeah, them, teams, yeah. playwrights mm-hmm. and directors. But what about the business, us business folks? Um, doing yeah. the behind-the-scenes groundwork. You don't see us. You don't see anybody in theater operations. Um, so anyway. It's so it's so rare, and, and that's so spot on. It's it's so rare. Or we get together, and it's it's a group of of everybody who is of color, you know, that, that are in this industry, whereas the experiences are, some of them are very similar, but they're also very different in the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. And the day-to-day work side of things, it, exactly. it, it, it's it's very different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not that we have, we've made strides on the stage, 
I'll say. Yes, I, absolutely. But it's, but it's the offices that where we are, it's the offices and where we're, where we're far behind because it's hidden, right? Exactly. People exactly. don't, people don't know because, and you know, I heard, I heard someone say once, um, well, no one sees them anyway. <laughs> um, don't make me laugh. Don't make me say stuff out so loud you, on this podcast. No, I mean, no, no, no. And, but it, it, it was said before, and I mean, you know, and this not not in this space, but it was said before, and it it just I, I gas. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What? Like that's 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 what you want to say? <laughs> you know? Again, um, again, our allies need to really, really keep digging. Yeah, you know, you've done the thing. I think producers, as you said, producers have, have we've made inroads into making sure the lives of the actors and creative teams um, are valued, and their time and their art is valued, uh, and they are seen. Mm-hmm. But the, the business folks are still churning it out. You know, we're still showing up and we're still moving in these in these mm-hmm. spaces where we're working with the people who have the power, the people who have who own the room, if you will. And I've been fortunate to get to go into some of those rooms and I continue to try to make a way to make sure I keep uh, keep a seat at the table when I can and to then use, exactly. use my voice and use my experience um, in sharing freely, openly, truly what it is that we need and, and being the being the other voice in the room. And I appreciate you being that voice in the room. <laughs> Joe, I, I do. I, I do. I feel like sometimes, um, you know, like Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors, uh-huh, where uh-huh. at the very end, he's like, oh, I'll hack you to bits from the inside. You know, that's <laughs> kind of how I look at it. It's like I'm infiltrating and I'm going to be part of this, but I'm going to, you know, I'm still going to be working on the, the things right. that are wrong from the inside. You know, exactly. Work so can you inside out. <laughs> so can you talk about your role as the founding member of the Schubert Organization's Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Committee for Inti- Institutional Advancement? I know it's a long title, long, chunky, okay. chunky title. At the time, we were trying to be very, very like, we want to make this have some heft and some mm-hmm. importance. And um, it's now the committee, right? It's the oversight, right. DEI Oversight Committee. But it, it certainly came around the time of the where everyone else was was struggling and things were being brought to light just how exclusive mm-hmm. the Broadway industry and theater industry across the country has been um, I can't remember if it was Julio Peterson who's VP of, of real estate for Schubert or Bob Winkle um, chairman and, and president who who asked me to a meeting first a zoom meeting mm-hmm. to just talk about where we as people of color feel Schubert is. Now, imagine it's a 120-something-year-old um, organization. Right. It's always been run by men, um, mm-hmm. white men. Um, mm-hmm. So sitting down at a table with them um, to discuss where we are was a little overwhelming right, at the yeah. beginning. 
it was it was and you know the question was well what is it that people of color want at schubert what is it that what can we do what what is it that we need to fix well it's a lot of stuff and you know we laid out some practical things right away that we we felt could we we are the elephant in the room we have so many resources we need to open our doors open our funds um our our resources Mm -hmm. are and make them available so we came up with several committees that we thought would make an impact immediately uh, while we worked on a strategic goal for the company at large and one of those was the artistic circle which is to we um, invite uh, young producers of color into um, our fold, if you will, and offer mm-hmm. them assistance and guidance and resources and funds. We did an advocacy series, uh, uh, you know, back so everyone was still at home and watching that stuff. Um, uh, we created an internship program that is is about to enter into its second year for students of color who are looking for non-performance careers mm-hmm. um, in theater. So it, it was a, it was a, you know, we did a survey, we had a consultant come in. I got to tell you, some of those early conversations were very awkward. You know, I respect yeah. um, uh, Bob Winkle so very much. Uh, I'm so glad that we get, you know, I get to work with he and Elliot and Charlie and Mark Schweppe um, on some of the things that we can fix within Schubert. And I've been right. fortunate to have that voice uh, within the organization. And, but we're we're making strides. We're coming along. We've done some outward work. Certainly the James Earl Jones theater naming was a big, yes. big piece. Um, and, and things that are not seen behind that, you know, we offer right. assistance, financial assistance or rehearsal space or a number of things. So, uh, but... But now our goal is really to focus on our staff and how to turn that sort of eye into making um, how we involve our staff in right. sort of changing the culture here at Schubert. Right. So you mentioned the artistic circle and the advocacy series program. Are those both still going on? Like, are people able to get involved? The Actually, the Artistic Circle just announced its second cohort. Some awesome. very, very talented folks. Um, you can find them on uh, schubert.nyc in that program. Um, again, offering young producers the space, the networking, the funds, the um, access has always been right. Yeah. right? Uh, so we're very proud of that one. The Schubert Advocacy Series is on a hiatus. Um, okay. We met with so many great organizations that were starting out. We wanted to help spread the word. Mm-hmm. So again, we provided resources where uh, we had a digital studio and we gave them a platform for that. So there are a number of, of great, great um, video conversations on our website as part of the Schubert Advocacy Series. And, and mm-hmm. oh, is there a place where if some, because you talked about uh, some of the jobs that aren't on stage that the programs you have, is there a place where people can apply or? Well, the internship is every summer okay. and we've just finished um, 
well, we're about to start selecting. We just finished the application oh, okay. process. But I would encourage students, it's really geared for graduating high school seniors and freshmen in college, incoming okay. freshmen, because it's right at that time. If I had known, if I had mm-hmm. known really that I could use my skill set in a career and still stay in the theater, I think I might have right. saved 10 years of my of my career. Me too. Ooh. You know, right? Had I known then what I know now, right? So that's that sweet spot where we think that students are still trying to find where they fit in the world of theater, mm-hmm. right? And by the time you get to college, you, you haven't, maybe you've declared that theater is going to be your major, but you're not quite sure where you're going to go. That's what our internship is for. And we give them access to all the departments here at Schubert, but also give them access to people in the industry. Uh, so we're we're extremely, extremely excited to get our second uh, second year up and going in June. Yes, I, I 100% agree. I say it all the time. If I'd have known <laughs> right? that this was a career, right? I would have I would have run to it. Listen, I there's something few people only sort of like my close friends know that uh, we had a I have a set of quadruplets uh, as as siblings. So there were six of us, myself, a what? younger brother, yes, myself, a younger brother in between and then the four of them. That's we had, there were six kids in the family. And I they were born when I was 10. So we thought we were just having one, and then, then the doctor later on, you know, was, you know, sonograms and that kind of yeah. stuff were not, yeah, not back yeah, then, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 advanced. But yeah. uh, there was one. Then he said, "Oh, it's definitely twins." And then, as she got further along, it was like, "Ooh, it might be three. Well, guess what? It was four. Anyway, so our our family doubled from four to eight overnight. Oh wow! And so, needless to say, it was all hands on deck, right? So right. All, it's like the diaper schedule, the bottle schedule, we, you know, we had some people to come in. We had nurses that would come in the 24 hours early on and then it cut back to daytime. But you know what? I learned time management. I learned logistics, right. event planning. Anytime we had to go anywhere, I got to tell you, I, I always say that I learned my skills at home. I learned the, the right. basis from my oh my people skills can you know no joke i mean as they grew older i mean there was uh, anyway you might it's it's that's a book that's a book i'm gonna write someday okay but uh yeah i mean if i had known that i could jump right into a career managing people doing logistics doing math forensics and mm-hmm. that kind of thing i I'm, i might have i might have been a little further on in my career. Well, we are glad you are where you are. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we always ask our guests this one last question. And mm-hmm. speaking of had I known and, you know. <laughs> yeah. What is the one piece of advice you'd like to share with the black future leaders of Broadway? Oof. I will say again, learn a little bit about everything. Learn a little bit about the people who are doing all the jobs, right? Mm -hmm. That way you have more knowledge. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more power you have. And understand how the collaboration works. Ask the questions. Who does what? How does this work? How does this get to here? How much does this cost? Don't be afraid to ask how much things cost or how much people get get paid. Mm -hmm. Those are not secrets. Those are not secrets. And it might help you to determine where you want to be in your career. Absolutely. I think it's always, I think it's just an important thing to be well-rounded in this career, in, in, in this industry. Be well-rounded. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Tammy. <laughs> thank you. This was, it's always, like I said, it's always fun to talk with you. You, you always raise so many great thoughts and we're lucky to have you Oh, thank um, you. At the league. I have tried to take a bit of everything that I've been exposed to or touched, um, and I have learned that that is added value. Mm-hmm. Also, while you're meeting people and you can connect to them on the level, if you know a little bit about what they're doing and right. their job and what the, their responsibility is to this piece, uh, getting to know those people and talking to them with that in mind, I think helps provide value to the what you're doing, what they're doing, and the piece overall. It is very, very important to know what everything, who everybody is, what everybody's do, doing. You know, mm-hmm. not in depth, but certainly to a level where you can understand how all the pieces fit in exactly. the pie. Right. Exactly. So can you break down what a theater operations director is in a day in the life of Tammy? Well, listen, no two days are the same. I have to tell you that. I mean, um, the Schubert organization owns 17 um, Broadway houses. We own six off Broadway and certainly um, the forest in Philadelphia. But uh, we essentially what theater operations does is we're we're sort of we serve two guests in our theaters, the actual producers who are our clients and the patrons who come to see our show. And our job is to make sure that both are well taken care of, if you will, both get their money's worth and mm-hmm. both have a great experience. So um, we administer the day-to-day functions related to integrating them into our houses. We coordinate information between the show and Schubert ticketing, um, any of uh, 
facilities when they're loading in. Um, we deal with patron issues. We, a big thing right now is a couple of our shows have some sightline issues that were mm. that were surprised to. to everyone and so we're dealing with the shows and working out how patrons um, can either feel more comfortable or how what they're ex- help making their experience better so that's been kind of a challenge today also this morning the uh, mayor gave the key to the city to and lord andrew lloyd weber and theater operations had to just assist with security and all their teams and that they have everything they needed to make sure that that event went off without a hitch um, we work with You know, there's 17 Broadway unions. Uh, Mm -hmm. Our department manages uh, ATPAM, which is the Association of Theatrical Press Agents and Managers, Local 306, which is the ushers, uh, Local 751, which is the treasurer's box office staff, and uh, Local 1, the stagehands. So a, a typical day, I mean, it could be reviewing customer service standards with the front of house staff or, um, looking at notifying everyone of a a show has been canceled. We have to get that mm-hmm. information to out to all of our, not just our operational teams, but to the patrons themselves, right? right. Um, we, any pro, pro, um, pre-show activities that are happening, right. we have to approve those. Like uh, a few years ago, a Christmas Carol uh, at the Lyceum had, they they threw oranges around in the pre-show activities and and they did lots of different fun things if you saw the show and we had to work with them it's like you can't really toss this high this is it (laughs) because you're going to hit somebody in the head you know it's just working with the show to make sure all of the elements that the producer wants to happen happens the way uh, they want uh, right. in a safe way, and then also protecting um, and providing safety and comfort to our patrons that come to the theater. So it's a variety of things. Wow. A variety of things. Can you talk about, as the theater operations director at Schubert, but just in general, the senior management positions that you've held, what has that been like, especially being a woman of color in the theater industry at a time where we're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and really making theater more accessible? You talk about serving two patrons. So looking at the producer side, but also looking at the, the patron side of those who are coming in, how has how has it been navigating you know this world as a woman of color as a black woman i tell you it, it the first word that comes to mind has been rocky mm. right it has been a rocky journey as like you probably and many other mm-hmm. women of color in this industry we're often the only ones in the room yes right and for a long long time we didn't know how to connect with with others to sort of talk of other others of us to mm-hmm. talk about um, issues and to work through problems and just to, right. to to have someone else who knows what your struggle is um, I, I have to say that there was a, I just want to give you an example there was an instance on the road 
um, where there had been a kind of complicated exchange with the presenter over email. And when we loaded in the theater, got into the theater, um, this presenter came downstairs, you know, because usually our our offices are in the basements of the theaters, right? Yes. Came downstairs and immediately looked in and said, when the company manager comes back, would you please let them know I need to talk with them? Without introducing themselves, really, without asking me if I was the company manager, they assumed I was not the company manager, right? Mind you, I'm the only one in the room. It's an office. It's one table, one desk. Had I been able to connect with other women of color on the road, (laughs) you know, just to talk about how that felt, um, boy, that would have been you know yes it's and another another instance I just want to share because it's you know it's been good it's been rocky um there when I was working on contracts for touring shows um at one of the spring road conferences someone I had had phone conversations with and email exchanges happy pleasant very nice presenter um they came up to a group of us standing and talking and my boss at the time was standing there and she introduced me this is tammy wanted you to mm-hmm. meet her and there was a beat 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 oh you never i would never have guessed you were black oh, oh tammy no don't so, say it oh ain't my so. goodness so nice to me oh my goodness i had no idea oh it is so nice to meet you. She went on like that. And I let her go on like that because I didn't want to say what I really wanted to say. And right. had I had an outlet, had I known how to reach to mm-hmm. others of us to mm-hmm. say, how do I, you know, how do I get out of this? Because I'm going to see them for the next two days at the Spring Road Conference. So what right. am I going to do? How am I going to respond? But um since the racial um, the racial reckoning mm-hmm. after George Floyd, I made a conscious effort to try and reach out. Now that we were coming out of the woodwork, right? It's like I'm here too. I've always been the only one in the room. I, I you know, right? Like, how did I know? I did not have access to you, you know, because right. we all work in silos in mm-hmm. certain instances, and we're always the only one. But now that we've been able to see each other as it were, I've been able to form my own little group. Actually, it has a nickname. It's Core 4 Plus 1. Um, shout out to Core 4 Plus 1 of people who are in the industry that I know and trust, and we can all talk about all things um, social, also business. Right, right. right. And to, to talk about what it like, what it is, what is it like being in the room? How do we take off our masks and be our real selves uh, without some of the, the trauma that comes with that, without the, right. the craziness that comes with that. So um, that that's sort of been, I'm, I'm at a place now, I think now having spent time in the league and people seeing me, the other, you know, the big question sometimes is where were you before? They want to know like, 
did you just pop up on the scene or how did mm-hmm. you get here? Right. Mm-hmm. And then I, I am happily ready to spill my entire resume. So they, you know, go, oh, OK, but, yeah, you belong. But right? the thing is, though, and this is my biggest issue. Is I don't hear I don't hear a lot of other people having to justify. Exactly. Exactly. And that it it just it. I it hurts. It does. It hurts. And I don't think that people realize how hurtful that one thing is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, and that's, you know, you want to be an ally. It's all the things. What people say is true. You have to learn how to be a better ally. You don't say that. I know you want to get to know me, but that's not the question to ask. Well, where were you before this? No, ask me. How am I enjoying my my time at Schubert? Yes. Get to know me as a person, right? And know right. that I'm not in this position by accident or by or because of the color of your skin or because of the color of my skin. I mean, I love the fact that um, when I was hired, they said the 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 color of your skin was a bonus. Yeah, I was very. I was like, okay, Schubert, okay, theater. VP of theater operations, Mark Schweppe. Okay, I appreciate right. that. It was just a, it was a bonus. But they said they were looking for someone with my skill set, where I had done all the work in the different areas of the theater, and I touched the contract in different areas of the theater, and I could speak uh, with a producer's mind, can speak with um, the the creative side, mm-hmm, etc. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I hope that we're all coming around. But clearly, there's more work to do, and I'm finding ways to finding others of us mm-hmm. to bring into my circle and to reach out to. And you know, I'm always trying to find ways to put a whole bunch of black women in a room together in this business because, you know, there there are those clubs out there, those organizations that are out there, women of color, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I think they're geared toward actors. They're geared mm, toward the creative yeah, them, teams, yeah. playwrights, mm-hmm. and directors. But what about the business, us business folks um, doing yeah. the behind-the-scenes groundwork? You don't see us. You don't see anybody in theater operations. Um, so anyway. It's so it's so rare, and, and that's so spot on. It's it's so rare. Or we get together, and it's it's a group of of everybody who is of color, you know, that that are in this industry, whereas the experiences are, some of them are very similar, but they're also very different in the day-to-day, mm-hmm. in the day-to-day work side of things. Exactly. It, 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 it's, it's very different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not that we have, we've made strides on the stage. I'll say yes, absolutely. But it's but it's the offices that where we are. It's the offices and where we're where we're far behind because it's hidden, right? Exactly. People exactly. don't people don't know because and you know I heard I heard someone say once, um, well, no one sees them anyway. <laughs> Um, don't make me laugh. Don't make me say stuff out so loud you, on this podcast. No, I mean, no, no, no. And, but it, it, it was said before, and I mean, you know, and this not not in this space, but it was said before, and it it just I, I guess I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? 
Like that's 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 what you want to say, <laughs> you know? Again, um, again, our allies need to really, really keep digging. Yeah, you know, we've done the thing. I think producers, as you said, producers have, have we've made inroads into making sure the lives of the actors and creative teams um, are valued, and their time and their art is valued, uh, and they are seen. Mm-hmm. But the, the business folks are still churning it out. You know, we're still showing up, and we're still moving in these in these mm-hmm. spaces where. We're working with the people who have the power, the people who have, who own the room, if you will. And I've been fortunate to get to go into some of those rooms and I continue to try to make a way to make sure I keep, uh, keep a seat at the table when I can and to then use use my voice and use my experience um, in sharing freely, openly, truly what it is that we need and, and being the being the other voice in the room. And I appreciate you being that voice in the room. <laughs> Joa, I do. I, I just, do. I feel like sometimes, um, you know, like Seymour in Little Shop of Horrors, uh-huh, where uh-huh. at the very end, he's like, oh, I'll hack you to bits from the inside. You know, that's <laughs> kind of how I look at it. It's like I'm infiltrating and I'm going to be part of this, but I'm going to, you know, I'm still going to be working on the, the things right. that are wrong from the inside. You know, exactly. Work so my can way you... inside out. So can you talk about your role as the founding member of the Schubert Organization's Diversity, Equity, Inclusion Committee for Institutional Advancement? I know it's a long title, chunky, chunky title. At the time, we were trying to be very, very like, we want to make this have some heft and some Mm -hmm. importance. And um, it's now the committee, right? It's the oversight, DEI Oversight Committee. But it, it certainly came around the time of the where everyone else was was struggling and things were being brought to light just how exclusive Mm -hmm. the broadway industry and theater industry across the country has been um i can't remember if it was julio peterson who's vp of of real estate for schubert or bob wankel um chairman and, and president who who asked me to a meeting first a zoom meeting mm-hmm. to just talk about where we as people of color feel Schubert is. Now imagine it's a hundred and twenty something year old um organization. Right. It's always been run by men, um mm-hmm. white men. Um mm-hmm. so sitting down at a table with them um to discuss where we are was a little overwhelming right, at the yeah. beginning. It was it was and you know the question was well what is it that people of color want at schubert what is it that what can we do what what is it that we need to fix well it's a lot of stuff and you know we laid out some practical things right away that we we felt could we we are the elephant in the room we have so many resources we need to open our doors open our funds um our our resources Mm -hmm. and make them available. So we came up with several committees that we thought would make an impact immediately uh, while we worked on a strategic goal for the company at large. And one of those was the artistic circle, which is to, we um, invite uh, young producers of color into 
um, our fold, if you will, and offer mm-hmm. them assistance and guidance and resources and funds. We did an advocacy series, uh, uh, you know, back so everyone was still at home and watching that stuff. Um, uh, we created an internship program that is is about to enter into its second year for students of color who are looking for non-performance careers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in theater. So it, it was a, it was a, you know, we did a survey, we had a consultant come in. I got to tell you, some of those early conversations were very awkward. You know, I respect, yeah. um, uh, Bob Wankel so very much. Uh, I'm so glad that we get, you know, I get to work with he and Elliot and Charlie and Mark Schweppe um, on some of the things that we can fix within Schubert. And I've been right. fortunate to have that voice uh, within the organization. Uh, but we're we're making strides. We're coming along. We've done some outward work. Certainly the James Earl Jones theater naming was a big, yes. big piece. Um, and, and, things that are not seen behind that you know we offer assistance financial assistance or rehearsal space or a number of things so uh but but now our goal is really to focus on our staff and how to turn that sort of eye into making um how we involve our staff and sort of changing the culture here at schubert right so you mentioned the artistic circle and the advocacy series program. Are those both still going on? Like, are people able to get involved? The actually, the artistic circle just announced its second cohort. Some awesome. very very talented folks. Um, you can find them on uh, Schubert.nyc in that program. Um, again, offering young producers. The space, the networking, the funds, the um, access is always big, right? Yeah. right? Uh, so we're very proud of that one. The Schubert Advocacy Series is on a hiatus. Um, okay. We met with so many great organizations that were starting out. We wanted to help spread the word. Mm-hmm. So again, we provided resources where uh, we had a digital studio and we gave them a platform for that. So there are a number of, of great, great um, video conversations on our website as part of the Schubert Advocacy Series. And, and mm-hmm. oh, is there a place where if some, because you talked about uh, some of the jobs that aren't on stage that the programs you have, is there a place where people can apply or? Well, the internship is every summer and okay. we've just finished um well, we're about to start selecting. We just finished the application oh, okay. process. But I would encourage students, it's really geared for graduating high school seniors and freshmen in college, incoming okay. freshmen, because it's right at that time. If I had known, if I had mm-hmm. known really that I could use my skill set in a career and still stay in the theater, I think I might have right. saved 10 years of my of my career. Me too. Ooh. You know, right? Had I known then what I know now, right? So that's that sweet spot where we think that students are still trying to find where they fit in the world of theater, mm-hmm. right? And by the time you get to college, you, you haven't maybe you've declared that theater is going to be your major, but you're not quite sure where you're going to go. That's what our internship is for, 
and we give them access to all the departments here at Schubert, but also give them access to people in the industry. Uh, so we're we're extremely extremely excited to get our second uh, second year up and going in June. Yay. Yes, I, I 100% agree. I say it all the time. If I'd have known <laughs> right that this was a career, right? I would have I would have run to it. Listen, I there's something few people only sort of like my close friends know that uh, we had a I have a set of quadruplets uh, as as siblings. So there were six of us, myself, a younger brother. Yes, myself, a younger brother in between, and then the four of them. That's we. There were six kids in the family, and I. They were born when I was ten, so we thought we were just having one, and then then the doctor later on, you know, you know, sonograms and that kind of stuff were not. Yeah, advanced. But there was one, then he said, oh, it's definitely twins. And then as she got further along, it was like, oh, it might be three. Well, guess what? It was four. Anyway, so our, our family doubled from four to eight overnight. Oh, wow. And so needless to say, it was all hands on deck, right? So right. All, it's like the diaper schedule, the bottle schedule. We, you know, we had some people to come in. We had nurses that would come in the 24 hours early on and then it cut back to daytime but you know what I learned time management I learned logistics event planning anytime we had to go anywhere I got to tell you I I always say that I learned my skills at home I learned the the basis from my people skills you know no joke I mean as they grew older I mean there was uh, anyway you might it's it's that's a book that's a book i'm gonna write someday okay but uh yeah i mean if i had known that i could jump right into a career managing people doing logistics doing math forensics and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing i i might have i might have been a little further on in my career well we're glad (laughs) you are where you are so we always ask our guests this one last question. And mm-hmm. speaking of had I known and, you know, <laughs> yeah, what is the one piece of advice you'd like to share with the black future leaders of Broadway? Oof. I will say again, learn a little bit about everything. Learn a little bit about the people who are doing all the jobs. Right. Mm-hmm. That way you have more knowledge. Knowledge is power. The more you know, the more power you have. And understand how the collaboration works. Ask the questions. Who does what? How does this work? How does this get to here? How much does this cost? Don't be afraid to ask how much things cost or how much people get get paid. Mm-hmm. Those are not secrets. Those are not secrets. And it might help you to determine where you want to be in your career. I think it's always, I think it's just an important thing to be well-rounded in this career, in in, in this industry. Be well-rounded. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Tammy. (laughs) Thank you. This was, it's always, like I said, it's always fun to talk with you. You you always raise so many great thoughts, and we're lucky to have you you at the lead. 
I want to thank our guests and you, our listeners. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to spend your time with me, and I am grateful. Be sure to subscribe at bpn.fm slash bbb so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Janine Scott, and we at the Broadway League hope you enjoyed this episode of the Black Business of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChapaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.